And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress end effect because I've got cola, actually, tonight. I'm, I'm still not doing beer for a little while. I, I get the funny feeling that drinking beer at night has actually been contributing to, like, my not sleeping well. So uh, I'm trying to see if swearing off the stuff for a little while actually clear things up. We'll see what happens. Part of this is also to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple. You can find me online pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. A couple of things to do for you. Uh, first off, introducing who we've got at the moment. Uh, from the right-hand coast, Unrenowned Tech, good morning. Oh, God, I'm not used to being introduced this early. I don't have my lines. Where's my script? Ah! Just kidding. Uh, I've had caffeine, can you tell? Uh, in fact... This is definitely contributing to my not sleeping right now because I have a big cup of caffeine and I've blended into it a uh, a triple chocolate hot chocolate blend and uh, creamed it up a little bit with some uh, milk and oh, this is good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And so it might be a little hyper at the beginning, but I, I'm also <laughs> exhausted. So, so it'll burn off in, in due course. Fair enough. Yeah, it will. And over the water, Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. And uh, this is a little something I got to remember. We have now crossed over into December, which means I literally have to change hats. I now get to wear proudly my traditional Santa pimp hat. Isn't it gorgeous? I love this thing. Every, every year. I've been wearing this thing for many years, and every year I end up having somebody sooner or later that actually looks over at me and goes, that's a nice hat. Is that made out of felt? Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't know. No, it's not. I got the, oh my God, it's been so long since I got this. Because it looks like this. it might be felt or corduroy from this viewpoint. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of like that, that felty stuff, but it's kind of a fake stuff. I got this from like a, a, a a party supply city, I think, or, or something oh, like that, okay. years ago. And this thing has survived very nicely over all this time. So I, I, I did something similar. That's how I wound up with my uh, St. Patrick's Day bowler hat. That's good. That's good. So cheer, cheers, Lahayam, to hats. Absolutely. I just brought up my winter uniform, my fedora. Wait, so you just walk around in a fedora and no clothes? You must be freezing. Well, it's a fedora, not a trilby. There's more material in it. <laughs> it's it's a really big fedora, and I, have to, <laughs> I had to cut eye holes. <laughs> the police might have uh, words with you otherwise. <laughs> Charles Nelson <laughs> Riley in Lidsville. That's what I got going through oh, my cool. head. <laughs> Tech, what did we talk about before we went to air? I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot to mute. I, it, Lower. I just. Lower. I'm a big Charles Nelson Riley fan. So Can't imagine more. Pictured, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a. I'm sorry. So hi everybody. Of course, if you're with us live, which you know you really should be once in a while, be really nice because I mean, what the hell else are you gonna do when it's you know stupid dark out? You know, you might want to think about that. You can join us live and on the live chat, which uh, feel this. 
is very alone right now. Um, I, I don't know what's going on right now tonight. And you know, funny enough, it's it's kind of weird that it's just the three of us for a change. So, uh, you know what? It's not just me that's on tonight. So that's that's a good sign right there. Well, I mean, Felix is lonely. We can always send some catnip and kitty treats. Uh, no, 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 we can't. Digital ones. No, no, we can't. <laughs> if we haven't been able to, if we haven't able to push hammer over over IP, we can't do catnip over IP either. You know, I need this. a hammer. Yes, you do. Need, yes, you do. I just need a tire iron. I'm from New York. I dude, just need a tire iron, dude. Tire iron over IP is right behind hammer over IP. You know how it is <laughs> whatever anyway so hi everybody yeah like i said just cola for a change uh i normally don't get or drink cola i'm usually very much a coffee guy uh so uh, you know is what it is whatever you know speaking of the holidays and and interesting stuff being available now um i actually bit the bullet and i tried one for the first time was that? Canada Dry Cranberry Soda. Okay. Now, I kind of like ginger ale from time to time. I really have to be in the mood. But this stuff was really tasty. They didn't overdo the cranberry flavor. It wasn't overtly sweet, you know, like cran like if you got a Sprite that has cranberry in it, it's or 7-Up, it's this is liquid sugar, you know. So the ginger ale still has its base flavor and it's balanced cool enough uh berry and i don't get along for anything so in whatever it is and Hi, looking, stephanie. yeah stephanie made it good morning you're late <laughs> don't whatever. worry i forgot my line so you didn't miss it's, much it's it's our, your your script is already written don't worry about it Anyway, so we need to get things rolling over here because we got uh, we got things to do. Uh, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I am not expecting this to be, quote unquote, a blue episode, but I'm entirely certain we're going to have a couple of blue moments. Absolutely. We're going to have a couple of blue moments because. I mean, politically speaking. No, I, I mean, just lewd and 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 vulgar and oh oh yes yes i, yes. I mean we're For gonna be, reasons yes. yeah we're gonna i mean we're gonna be basically roasting heretic woman to a certain degree oh absolutely oh. we're gonna have a couple of moments so keep that in mind so no this is not going to be a uh, a power 10 type thing which we've been really bad about that kind of but you know it, it's just fair warning so anyway, I will go ahead. I'll do the, uh, uh, I'll get our uh, five minute freestyle in. Uh, I'm going to tell the guys that you should really take a look through the horrible scopes because um, we we need a little bit of making sure that we know that what we're doing by the time we get to the end of it all. So while you guys are doing that, let me go ahead and get you rolling over here with the five minute freestyle, which that starts right now. Conservative. Now, this is not a term that normally would be coming out of my head in a in a way that would actually include the line in seriousness, not ironically. I wish I could be. 
And I'm actually serious about this. Now, what I mean by this is I really wish that I could be a United States conservative. One of the tenets of the conservatives that I can agree with to a certain degree, just just wait for it, is the idea of smaller government. I get that. I absolutely get that. And I would be absolutely on board for that. I would very much like to scale back a lot of things that my government does, because that would scale back the amount of cost that would be involved. I would very much like to start off with, well, I mean, talked about it before very easily, the military. The idea of having military bases all over the goddamned planet for one country, uh, you know what, that's really not that necessary, personally speaking, but you know what, it's not my call. All right, whatever. But there's a problem, you see, because fiscal conservatism in the United States the idea of scaling back how much government there is doesn't start with cutting at the top, which would be the smartest thing to do. I mean, if you cut half of something that costs 25% of your budget versus cut half of something that is 50% of your budget, well, I mean, statistics don't lie. You cut half of the bigger thing you got a bigger reduction. That's just the way that it works. And if you really want to go ahead and be a, you know, fiscal conservative, that's the way, that's, that's where you go looking. But they don't do that. So why would I want to be a conservative? Well, because I would much rather have money spent elsewhere for the overall public good. I, I would like there to be much more for infrastructure, for, for health care, from, forgive me for wearing it this way, from cradle to grave, I would very much like there to be better education, longer education, long-term education, rehabilitation instead of incarceration. I would very much like there to be money left over for things that would make a better improvement long-term. I would like there to be an actual investment in my country's people for the long-term. But we don't get that. I would like to be a conservative. But I can't. And one of the biggest reasons why is because we can't have a smaller government in the areas that matter. Areas that give us clean water and clean air. We need to invest more in that. We need to spend more in that. We need a bigger government to actually make sure that people are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing and punish those that aren't. Tax evasion? The IRS should be slamming the shackles on people that are going ahead and saying, hey, I'm a, I'm a religious institution and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do all the things I'm not supposed to do, even though you guys aren't going to do jack shit about it. That, that, that needs to be invested in and that needs to be spent more on. 
we need to have the Department of Justice spend more on it and make it do its job so that when people actually go ahead and get into politics and do all the things that are wrong and illegal, that they can be prosecuted, as the expression goes, to the fullest extent of the law. I would like to be a conservative, but those who have been conservatives have proven time and again they themselves can't be the conservatives that they've said that they're supposed to be. So as far as I'm concerned, fuck them. This is episode 387 on the docket, Your Honor, Heretic Woman's Way. It's been a long time since, well, it, it feels like it's been a long time, and it feels like it's only been yesterday since we lost Heretic Woman who was, to say that she was a firebrand on this show would not be selling her short, even though she herself was. There's one of them right there tonight. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, she can she can go ahead. She can kiss my Italian white ass. It's not really white, but I mean, you, you get the idea. But I miss her. I miss her a lot. And I had something that came up on Facebook where she talked about something that, you know, meant a lot to her. And it just made me think about her. And it was just, A, I have to read what she wrote. And B, it seemed like a good time to just go ahead and talk a little bit about the stuff that she did. Because Lord knows we don't talk nearly often enough about her. I mean... Technically, it's behind her back at this point. And you know what? She, she'd probably have a very good laugh at a lot of the stuff that we're going to say. And even if she didn't, you know what? What's she going to do at this point? Haunt me? Actually, I'd very much like to see that happen, personally speaking. So we'll see. I did go looking up information for Rafe Badawi. We have nothing new. Sadly. Which means, as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been... I gotta scroll down a lot in order to find it, because I got stuff to read later. Uh, as of tonight's recording, it is now nine years, five months, 25 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes or thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So, with that, how about we go ahead, we take care of the horrible scopes... And then we uh, we get into the actual fun and games of tonight's show. I'm assuming that you guys uh, got the chance to you know read through and you you understand what's going to be happening in a little bit, yeah. Gentlemen, um, are, you talk, are, you, are you talking about the two sentences? Yes, the the, the 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 end of the horrible scopes. You you guys are all good. Oh, that for the final. Um, one un momento, por favor. You know what? If you didn't read it already, it's a little bit too late. We'll oh. we'll work with oh. it. Yeah, with the three of us. Uh, okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, okay. All right. So, for those of you that are apprised of this, it's time for the Horrible Scopes. If you remember what your astrological sign is, great. If you don't, it doesn't matter because you're shit out of luck at this point anyway. It's not going to really much matter. 
Aries, you bribed, so you'll get treated well. Someone in your house made stock with the leftover carcass from Thanksgiving's turkey dinner. It was even sifted through a super small sieve to make sure even the smallest bones can't get through. As a sidebar, oh my god, some of those neck bones and cervical bones are absolutely tiny. I found out one time before. That sucks. But they stored it in a washed-out grape juice bottle and didn't take off the label. Remember, if you get thirsty... Don't go looking for juice. Just drink coffee instead. Yeah, Hmm. I actually had been thirsty this week, and I went reaching for that bottle and then suddenly realized, oh, yeah, I should really have coffee. Taurus, time for you to enjoy the next month as only you know how. The nights last so much more than the day does. You might as well just flip your entire sleep schedule. Just remember to set your phone to do not disturb or someone will wake you up about your car's warranty. Yes, I'm here. Scrolling back up top. Oh, YouTube ads are finally in your favor this. Oh, Gemini, sorry. YouTube ads are finally in your favor this week. There's one circulating about the gift card scam alert. And you better remember about it, not for yourself, but for your boss. If you thought the Nigerian prince email scam was annoying, wait for this one to happen. There are YouTube channels of guys that go through and absolutely piss off the uh, the fake tech support scammers. I love those guys. You got you got mwah, you guys are great. Thank you. From the bottom of my black little IT heart, thank you. Cancer Mojild. You are not too short, no matter what anybody else says. Unless you're trying to get a job as a blue man performer. If your so-called friends tell you that five foot nine and three quarter inches tall isn't close enough to five foot ten, then they can just not get a Christmas gift this year, right? Right? Wait. <laughs> Leo. If you're planning on running for elected office, you better start rewatching Schoolhouse Rock so that you can remember what the three branches of the government are and what they do. No, there isn't a version specific to Canadian politics. Just wing it. It'll be fine. Virgo. Um, yeah, 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 yep. Virgo, stop getting worked up over YouTube reactors who are bad at what they do. That's the beauty of having the power to change what you're watching. If someone's doing a bad job, just stop watching them. Same thing with burger joints. Stop going to Burger King and McDonald's when Harvey's and Five Guys are so much better. They are. Oh my god, they so much are. But the milkshake's a bit overpriced. I don't care. For an extra 75 cents, you can have bacon added to anything you want in Five Guys, including the shakes. Uh, yeah, vanilla milkshake with bacon. Uh, yeah. It works. It works. Uh, yeah, yeah. Try it sometime. Libra, suggesting you work through your music collection was a mistake. Now that... 
you know there's some songs that are in mono instead of stereo, and some of those are encoded at 112 kilobits instead of 128. We're sorry we accidentally set off your OCD. Sleep in on Saturday. <laughs> Scorpio. You didn't bribe us, but we feel need to give you a freebie. A good one this week. It'll help prevent a nasty, emotional, vicious breakup between you and your significant other. So pay close attention. Do not put cast iron pans in the dishwasher ever again we cannot stress that one often enough yes learn how to season your cast iron pants please people yeah i can undersign that um sagittarius food is very much in the stars for you this week there is nothing wrong with buying frozen pizza as opposed to making one yourself from scratch don't feel like a failure because you've never made a homemade. Oh, you've never made a seven layer bean dip yourself. And yes, it is actually possible to turn homemade whipped cream into butter by accident. Mm -hmm. But that'll be the tastiest bread and butter you'll ever have. As long as you remember to salt it if you're going to be eating it directly first. Oh, it's good stuff, though. Oh, yep. it's good stuff, though. Yeah. And, and by the way, if, if you ever get the. If you have a cast iron skillet. Make a cast iron skillet deep dish pizza if you ever get the chance. There's nothing like it. I've actually considered doing that. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have to think about that. Uh, and, and somebody actually surprised me. Uh, a friend made me a pizza, um, kind of like um, the uh, like what you get from Uno's that uh, that Chicago style, but they made it in a um, not a pressure cooker, but one of those. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? No. The uh, they make oh, these machines. Oh, the Dutch, Dutch oven, big big what big thing with a with a with a big ass lid on the top. Oh, looks you know like it yeah. fit in a crock pot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's what. It, that's what actually it's what it's called. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Jesus, it's a different yeah, thing. It's, it's, different thing entirely. That's a different kind of Dutch oven. This is a real thing. This is the real. Yeah, thing. you don't. That's the kind of Dutch oven you make in bed. No, this is the yeah. kind you make in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. A Dutch oven, uh, 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 Chicago style deep dish pizza. It was amazing. Okay. Okay. Capricorn. Family will be visiting soon. So start working on ways to convince them to leave early. Set up a plug-in room deodorizer with an electronic ignition at the front of the atomizer spray nozzle. Every couple of hours, it'll puff out a little fireball when nobody is looking right at it. They'll see it eventually, and you'll get your house back to yourself. You could also go with the nuclear option. Just buy a couple little boxes of Legos and leave the Legos all over the floor. Dude, this is supposed to be just gentle fun we're not mm. monsters <laughs> this is the age of aquarius aquarius 
your Capricorn friends are likely going to need a place to crash this week due to an unexpected house fire. <laughs> They'll only be there for a couple of days, so be nice to them. At least until Festivus. Then you can let them have it. Oh, okay. So this comes down to me. Uh, Pisces. <clears throat> Staying up until 5 a.m. researching the difference between freshwater and saltwater fishing licenses is not an effective use of your phone's battery, your eyesight, or your partner's sanity. Yes, you could bypass the need for a license by being in, an, in international waters, but that's over six hours travel one way. I have questions. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> even then, you'll have to obey the laws of the country your boat is registered in. It's almost ice fishing season. Just plan on joining your friends in Quebec. Yeah, there's plenty of good ice fishing in Quebec. Who doesn't love ice fishing in Quebec? I fucking hate sit. I fucking hate fishing in frog loving Putin creating Celine Dory Dion Ador and snail sucking mime loving Quebecois land. Are you okay? Yeah, Joe, just show us on the map where they hurt you. <laughs> show us on the doll where. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, that's a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> deal with that later those are horrible scopes for this week remember if you enjoyed what you got that's a mistake on my part and you can bribe us i'm, I'm not about bribery remember I, I've been, I've you been, can bribe me to be nastier to some the, the stars to be nastier to someone else so you'll know, keep keep that in mind do, do you i just have one question do you sure. know of any um do you know of any freshwater international waters? No. However, I was specifically that... writing because of salt water. I actually was looking up information about fishing licenses in New York State, and I was pissed off to find out how much of a difference there is between freshwater, which is otherwise known as inland fishing, versus out uh, out on, you know, the salt water down, you know, where I grew up, Long Island. Salt okay. water, you just have to register. You don't have to pay anything, but freshwater, you have to get a license for. And if you wanted to be in international water, that's considered 200 nautical miles away from shore, which is a minimum six hour drive in a trawler. That's not a good day for anybody. Yeah. Yes. But the goal was getting around the uh, the freshwater fishing nope. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And it's export, not what it isn't. Can you export freshwater to international waters? Uh, you don't have to. That's <laughs> That's what the Hudson River is all about. I think we just found a technicality. Uh, no, because the water flows through the lakes, uh, through the Great Lakes, and then down south through the Hudson Valley, and then out through New York City. You know, where it's trying very desperately to get away from New Jersey. I'm sorry, New Jersey. I, I, I'm, I'm terribly sorry for you guys. No, that's where it starts to sprint. <laughs> Um, yeah, kind of, actually, kind of, yeah. 
Mm. So anyway, so like I said, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of uh, we're gonna do a little bit of roasting time about uh, Heretic Woman and some of the stuff because uh, well, she richly deserves it, amongst other things. But like I said, there was a piece that she wrote that came up on my uh, Facebook memories, and. I'm going to start us off by reading it, and this is going to take a little bit of time, so I'm going to ask your indulgence sitting back and listening, because it kind of feels important for me to kick it off with this, because if we're going to go ahead and kick her around, the least I can do is at least get her off on the right foot. In marching band, that would be the wrong foot, but unless you're in the Garfield cadets, but that's that's a very niche joke, and nobody gets that. So, from her Facebook posting, I think it was about seven years ago. Some people already know this, but Tuesday, one of my favorite aunts died. My father's sister, she was only 64 years old. That's younger than her own mother was when she passed. My uncle was, uh, my uncle has already been gone a number of years now, but my aunt, while it hit her hard, never let that face her. My aunt was fiercely independent and tough as nails. She always did her own thing and fuck anyone who tried to get in her way. By the way, I'm reading it verbatim, so any of this stuff, that's her. Take it up with her. At the headstone. She always did her own thing and fuck anyone that tried to get in her way. Her life was a lot shorter than it should have been, but I think she had a good one, and I think she was happy. She loved animals and kept horses most of her life, as well as dogs. She had her own little hair salon in her home and did hair for the community for decades. She was the first one to ever cut my hair and the only one for my entire childhood. She raised my two beautiful cousins and enjoyed three grandsons. Again, far too short, but it was mostly a good life. I know that death and loss is one of the hardest things we all have to go through in life, yet it is an integral part of life. Unless we die at far too young an age ourselves, we will all experience loss and grief at some point. I am also keenly aware that this heartache and fear is primarily what drives belief in gods and religion. What wouldn't any of us do to be able to see and spend time with those we love whom we have lost? It's a hell of a lure. The idea that we can divest ourselves of some of that pain and anguish with the knowledge that our beloved one has just moved on and we can eventually go with them? It's a beautiful sentiment. It's a comfort to millions. It inspires people to do incredible things. And it's all a fucking lie. Those we have lost are gone. They are never coming back in, in any form, and we will not be going anywhere to see them in the future. This is reality. And it all, honestly, it fucking sucks. Which is why billions of people in the world refuse to accept this reality. Religion has known this for millennia. And to me, one of the most despicable practices of religion is to manipulate and capitalize on that. Religion takes people's deepest fears and pains and uses it against them. And it is reprehensible. I've heard it said frequently that if religions provided comfort to people, then we should just let it be. Allow those people to, the comfort they seek because it doesn't do any harm and it helps them. Bullshit. 
it absolutely does do harm. For every person we allow to believe this shit, they sell the same pack of lies to everyone else in their lives, especially any who have children. By allowing this mirage to exist, we are harming billions of people who hang a good deal of their emotional well-being on something that is false. We have allowed generations of people to cling to this ideal that death is not death and that all have the possibility of more. In doing so, we've deprived ourselves of the true value of life. The pious deprive themselves of true living, and the fundamentalist often seek to deprive others of experiencing being alive. Beyond that, we have also deprived generations of the opportunity to gain emotional strength through experienced loss as it truly is. When people say we should allow a grieving person that solace of believing in eternity, it sounds like a kind thing to do. We think that it will ease the pain of the loss if we allow them to think their loved one will be waiting for them in the afterlife, whatever that means to them. But it doesn't. It only deprives them of the ability to fully process and accept that loss, because they will always doubt that it is actually a loss. They have hope that it's only a temporary separation, so why would they seek to really accept the finality of death? As a refresher, I looked up the stages of grief. I've been through it enough times that I don't even follow the stages as they are anymore, so it had been a while since I thought of them. Some schools of thought even claim that there are more stages than I remember, but two very important things stood out to me. One is the final stage, acceptance is not reached by everyone. Just think about that for a moment. Millions of people will experience grief and never be able to fully accept the loss. I have to wonder how much of that is caused by religion and the notion that the loss isn't final. I ache for those people who will never know what the peace of that acceptance is like, for those whose emotional pain will likely never ease. If religion causes even a small fraction of this, it is an evil thing. I suspect it is the cause of a lot more suffering than this. I am a firm believer, believer that adversary... Sorry. I am a firm believer that adversity breeds strength. I've lived it enough to be sure of the concept. Since last night, I've had a couple of good friends tell me that I'm a strong person... I don't mean to toot my proverbial horn, but I believe them. I know it. I always tell them that I had no choice in the matter, that it was ex that it was adapt, cope, or die. This speaks to the other things that really stood out for me when I was researching grief today. In that piece, it said, As the shock wears off, it is replaced with the suffering of unbelievable pain. Although excruciating and almost unbearable, it is important that you experience the pain fully and not hide it, avoid it, or escape from it with alcohol or drugs. This is how I manage, how I get through every shitty situation that life has thrown at me and come out ready to take more. I have to look that pain in the face and go through it, let it wash over me like a tsunami until I am left there standing. And you know what? I'm always left standing after it passes. I cannot fear to feel these things, or it will consume from the inside out. It will fester like a cancer, an infection, 
that will slowly eat you alive. That's why I call the experience Lancing the Abscess. It isn't pleasant. It's downright agonizing at times. It can be very messy, but it has to happen for me to remain healthy and strong. I suspect this is the same for a great many people. Yet, what does religion do? Clergy will give you platitudes meant to soothe your pain and encourage you not to feel bad because God will fix everything. I have been far too many funerals that I've seen this shit time and time again. Your loved one is in a better place, or God wanted to take them home, or God needed a new angel, and of course the idea that your loved one will be waiting for you in heaven or be risen on judgment day. Clergy assumes this is true and does whatever they can to get the beloved to believe it too. The intent might be good, but in the end the bereaved would be much better served by learning how to process that raw emotion instead of pretending they don't have a reason to feel that way. Grief is not a standard issue item. Grief is a mixture of emotions that evolve over time from when the loss occurs. Just like love, which I talked about previously, there is no fucking way billions of people experienced grief the same way. I get so pissed when I hear people talk about how someone isn't reacting normally to a death or that they grieving too long or not long enough. Hell, people have been suspected of, and I might say even convicted, of murder based on how they grieved the loss of the victim. Sorry, but there is no right fucking way to mourn the loss of someone. As I mentioned, I have lost a lot of people in my life, and I have even experienced grief differently over the years. I don't follow the known stages of grief, and I'm not sure that I ever have. I see nothing wrong with that. Different people mean different things to me, regardless of DNA or uh, affection or love, and I'm an individual, not some kind of carbon copy person. I've mourned people very profoundly, like my father. I've mourned people more for the loss they created in the lives of others around them, like my brother. I've been relieved that the suffering of some people was relieved by their death, like my maternal grandmother. I've been dismayed and shocked by loss, like my college friend who lost his battle with mental illness. And yes, I have rejoiced in the death of someone, the grandfather who molested me. How anyone grieves a loss is their own damned business, and no one should be trying to tell them they're doing it wrong. And religion shouldn't be trying to tell people their grief should be muted or held in. We have to let it out or we risk being consumed by it. No one in my father's family was ever religious. I never had cause to discuss it with them, any of them, but judging by their actions, I would say they were likely a mixture of deist, apathists, agnostics, and maybe even the odd atheist. Whatever their beliefs, church was only something you did when someone got married or died. Except this time, there will be no church. Yet it is often the custom to have a clergyman at the funeral and say some kind of religious shit like I mentioned above. My beautiful cousins are apparently smarter than that. There will be no funeral, no clergy, no religious shit whatsoever. We will gather together as a family and remember my aunt, talk about good times with her, and be happy we knew her. That is how it should be.
find joy in each other, celebrate the life gone and the lives that are still here. Fuck the Sky Fairies and their false promise. I had this come up and I read it and I read it and I literally read it again because reading it now, realizing at this point that in a way this is kind of her epitaph to us, all I could think to myself was we'd never be able to afford a headstone to write all that on. God damn it, she was too damned wordy. <laughs> but you know what? I get it. I absolutely get it. And it's really, really tough to... It's really tough to kick somebody's puppy. Which is exactly what this is all about. But the problem, as I'm sure that she would agree, is that the puppy isn't even there. I miss her. In my own way, as hard as it is for me to use the expression, I love her. And I'm really glad that we had the chance to have time with her because it's just this kind of thing that that bulldog sense that 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 bullhorn that she is was able to give us some time <clears throat> so now that i've gone ahead and i've done that and i haven't had the chance to read what's going on over in the chat because i can't read two things and 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 not screw up my head that that would that would really hurt i'm gonna read over what you guys had to say so um joseph i think you knew uh you knew heretic woman before you joined us on the show if i remember correctly didn't you oh well she was the one who got me into the show well that's not what i asked you but yeah i mean yeah yeah well what well yeah um, uh, what I said was just an addition to that. Um, yeah, we met through, uh, I think it was, we love fucking athe atheism. We fucking love atheism. We fucking love atheism. Probably something like Which that. Which became yeah. woofla. But, uh, yeah, that eventually disintegrated. And, uh, uh, yeah. I guess it's, I knew we were about three years before uh, coming on the show. She was always a bit of a spitfire, wasn't she? Mm, depends on... That's true. It depends on what, if, what, whether you pissed her off or not. Yeah, exactly. If you're deserving <laughs> of, of that ire, but... Uh, um, yeah, for personal reasons, I owe her a lot. Um, and getting on, getting me on the show, getting me out of my bubble was uh, part of that. And I am really glad that we've got you. I really am. And I, I'm not saying that to blow smoke uh, up 
up anybody's skirt. Anybody that has known me for any length of time know full well. I don't do the platitude thing. I I am truly grateful to to be able to have you. And wow. yeah, I just I'm I'm glad you decided to take her up on that, man. I do what what that you took her take on. her up. But yeah, I thought you said take a rip. <laughs> okay, take. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, I took some convincing because public speaking is not really my kind of thing. But uh, yeah, she was quite convincing. That's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, and uh, before I get over to, to text, Stephanie has put something over there, and yeah, I I did see the uh, the chat. A uh, couple of things popped over in there while I was reading. I didn't want to get distracted and, and have to stop over there, but Stephanie had put. You know, uh, every year children kill themselves because they want to be with mummy or daddy like they were promised by the adults around them who cannot face their own grief. That, that story is a non-zero number. I don't know how many, I don't know how many kids, I don't know how many grieving children, but that is a non-zero number. So, yeah, that, um, that kind of hurts. And Tech, you, you, you basically came in, into contact with her because, well, you. I guess technically me, because I, I roped you into doing this thing because it's I all your fault, man. You know what? I'll take it. I learned it by watching you. You could have done worse. No shit. <laughs> You know what? I think that was actually a compliment right there. Thank you. It was a compliment. I really could have done worse. That's true. And yeah. But it would be harder to do better. What could go wrong? I'm sorry. A I, lot of things could go wrong. You know, Please. We, don't, we don't believe we, in magic on this show, but God damn it, are you trying to summon the great God Murphy? You never use that expression unless you're trying to summon the great God Murphy. Joseph, what is wrong with you? Oh. I have enough problems at work. Can you please refrain from bringing me into the uh, spotlight with Murphy? Well, I get everything that can go wrong out of the way first, so that, you know... Everything that comes after is... Uh, it's the holiday good. season. We don't need Murphy's help. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is so true. So you had uh, you had the chance of, of meeting her through all this and, and through all me. And, and so... Um, Never met her in person, though. No, me neither. I got, I got lucky. That's a regret. I got lucky uh, to be able to see her a couple times. I heard she's like really short. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, she was. But um, it's like I want to see that much energy in a tiny little package and just see somebody piss piss that package off. Come on, let's do this. You know, oh, gonna, let's go find let, let's go find a a, a, a misogynistic uh, Muslim. <laughs> Who wants to tell her where her place in life is? You know, because that was a thing. She knew a lot about uh, Islam. Oh yes, and other and other things too. Oh, and yes. she used to have. <clears throat> uh, she she would tell me about um, 
and and us too as well. Um, I remember once in a while I had like a one-on-one with her too. Um, about some idiot on Facebook reaching out to her because she had this beautiful graphic. Well, she does have uh, her account on YouTube is still active. Mm-hmm. So if you do a search for Heretic Woman YouTube, the first link that shows up is her account. And there is a little profile picture there. And that profile picture also happened to be her Facebook one. So there happened to be a lot of men who followed Islam who decided to tell her what her place in life was supposed to be. And um, there were plenty that even hit on her, not even knowing what she really looked like. Many. Um, And when she turned them down, uh, (laughs) they would like tell her things like you need to be raped and blah, blah, blah. And then she, she, or, 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 or there were the other ones who were on the complete opposite end. And I believe the kid, the way that the kids say it these days are absolutely simped <laughs> for her and oh, yeah. were just groveling for her attention and, and adoration and, 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 and that oh, just, well, don't forget, uh, you know, regardless of what a person's stance is, when somebody has confidence in what they're doing, mm. when they, di- well, Forget whether they have confidence or not. When they display that air of confidence, they could be faking it, by the way. Um, but when somebody displays confidence in what they're doing, that ten there are people out there that are attracted to that. Even Agreed. if it's even if they're getting the wrong message from whatever that person's spouting, they're still attracted to it because their brain. That's all. It, it it's it's a normal response. Um, so yeah, she had a lot of people hitting on her, um, and she used to love it when uh, the the Muslim front would not only tell her where her place was in life, but try to tell her that bad things was going to happen to her. She whip around, and go, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> your, your your prophet was a child molester and a child rapist, <laughs> and ooh, they'd lose their shit. And the best part about it, the absolute wrong. best part about it, and is it, facts. yeah, and and we can we can go back to various shows and hear me complain about it, and I say complain in scare quotes the way that she would always do it because we don't we don't do the air quote thing over here. No, we do it the way that she did it, which is the the uh, the air quote curtain, you know. <laughs> She would have typically no less than three dozen Chrome tabs open at any one time because I counted, I counted many a time whenever we would see her desktop. Yeah, when she'd screen share. Yeah, that was hilarious. And, 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 and that was only one browser program because she had three, I believe, possibly four. And, and, and most of them had the information that she needed for when these people would go ahead and use their religious bullshittery on her. Yes, I'm going to use that term. And she would go, oh, really, motherfucker? Well, let me quote you chapter and verse. Copy, paste. Boom. You're wrong. Try again. Yeah, it's because of her that I have a digital copy of the atheist Bible on my phone. 
Um, for those who aren't in the know, the Atheist Bible is basically just a copy of the Bible that's been annotated. So it has a secondary index saying, okay, um, you know, if people say that there are no contradictions in the Bible, here's <laughs> a list of all the contradictions in the Bible and where to find where it says one thing in one section and then it contradicts it in the next section, you know, um, where to find uh, declarations of war and things like that. Things that people don't. Un when I was in high school, hmm. I was part of a group called Young Life, which is a group that targets children, uh, young adults, and tries to bring them into the Christian front. Okay. And I, I drank the Kool-Aid for a bit. But the Kool-Aid didn't last very long because my family made me actually read the Bible. They actually made me read three different versions of it, one of them including the uh, older King James Version, not even the revised King James Version. Uh, one of them was the old family Bible. I didn't even realize until that day that we had a family Bible. That thing was huge. Really? Wait, yeah, you, I didn't you, know. You're talking like one of those like 1800 – one of those ones that you, if you drop on somebody's head, um, they might not live. Okay, you're 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 talking about basically, and I am making this comparison because it is so apt. Basically, you're talking about one of these wizards' spell book that's like a meter wide on every side. So it fit on a bookshelf, but it, but it was bigger than the other books, but it wasn't that big. Okay. Okay. But it was heavy because the Bible's a thick book. That's true. Right? Assume for the moment that the Bible is just, you know, treat it as a work of fiction filled with stories and things like that. It is a big ass novel. Okay. 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 That's fair. Yeah. So, um, so, um, when I actually read it, I realized that the material that was given to me by Young Life was piecemeal. It was incomplete. It wasn't what it wasn't the whole story. Well, and they cut so, out. They cut out. Oh yeah, the, yeah, cherry picking. Well, they cut out the quote unquote bad bits. Well, but yeah. What, remember, they cherry picked. The, they cherry picked the nice stuff. They put it into their own book. Okay, which is a guide for people who become part of Young Life. Um, and they even have a second book for people who make it to the campaigner section. Uh, and I actually made it to campaigners. I mean, I drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, I truly believed uh, when I got done after a year with them, I truly believed that there was a Jesus Christ who cared about me and loved me. But uh, if I didn't convert my mom away from Judaism to to Christianity, uh, when I got to heaven, she was going to be burning in hell. Yeah, but they—that's how they get you in because they—they right. they wean you on the, the right. quote unquote soft stuff. And I so, mean, you're not going to hear anything about uh, hell or damnation yeah. and, until you're you're already hooked. So my second year in young life, my eyes were a little more uncovered. I mean, I was still drinking some of the Kool-Aid. I still believe some of the things. But now I realized that we were just getting the happy part. We needed the rest of it, you know? And I thought, well, maybe, um, and I am going somewhere with this. I promise. I thought, well, maybe it's because we're young adults and they want to ease us into it, not traumatize us. Because some of the shit I read was ghastly. Um, and, and for reference, 
I read and watch horror movies and horror genre books and science fiction. So when I say ghastly, I mean ghastly. Um, and the more I did um, the campaigners, I realized, no, they weren't preparing us for any of it. They were just trying to convert as many people as possible. So towards the second half of the year, uh, my time in campaigners, I started teaching my fellow young lifers about the other stuff in the Bible. I stopped carrying around the campaigners book and the young life book. I started carrying around an actual copy of the Bible. And well, I was eventually invited to never return. Now, the reason why I, I go into this is because again, this boils back to the atheist Bible. There is so many contradictions. There are so many problems in the Bible that if you try to do it yourself by memory, you will fail. And as we've seen in past episodes, I get things confused because my memory doesn't work very well. Okay. Math. Good at math. Science. Pretty good at that. Video games. Not bad. People's names. <laughs> memory history. Ugh, I'm terrible. So, um, what happened was is basically people got together and they said, okay, we need to index this Bible according to all this crap. And now I have at my disposal, my reference cards, basically what heretic woman was doing with her web browser, except I have it as a single application on my phone. That's how far we've come. And knowing heretic woman, if she were here today, She'd still have all the browser windows open with all the tabs. She might even be using uh, Opera GX because you can actually use uh, that to uh, limit the browser of how many resources it's stealing while still managing to do stuff and tie it into everything else like YouTube, social media, and all that. And and have the atheist um, Bible, annotated Bible, on uh, her phone <laughs> as well. <laughs> Because that's just how she was. The more information that she had at her disposal, it, it was like, it's like the military, you know? The yeah. army has guns. Well, what happens when you give the army more guns? They use them. And yes, <laughs> she had she... lots of digital guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and Joseph, you, you know for well, it wasn't just the Christian Bible that she had stuff open for. You remember how many times she went ahead and she was just like, okay, let's talk about the Quran now. And she just suddenly <laughs> choked chapter, verse, and read it down. Oh, God. You remember those yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she would, she would open new windows only when there was no room for more tabs. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, just, oh, God. And the thing was, is in the beginning, I didn't even know she was doing this. In the beginning, I was like, wow, she's pulling all this stuff out of memory. She's amazing. And we and, need more women like her. And now, and, and you know, and then later on, when I realized what she was doing, <laughs> my thought process was, okay, she's still amazing. Yep. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you all exactly why. It wasn't because she remembered all these different things, chapter and verse, and could recite them for you. It wasn't because she had them all up on her browser windows. It was that 
She was amazing and incredible because she knew which goddamned browser window and which tab had the information that she was looking for at the click of a finger every goddamned night. Yeah, she was organized. She was organized in a way I wish I could be. You know. And yet she still had a sense of humor. I'm not saying organized people don't have a sense of humor, but she was one of the most organized people I've met in terms of like her data and everything else that had a wicked streak sense of humor. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because most of my personal experience of most of the people I've met that are wicked organized, their humor tended to be more subtle, not hers. (laughs) No, 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 no. She was not above a fart joke. And she was not above a joke that you needed more than a fifth grade education to understand either. That's right. And now I'm specifically looking for one of her absolute favorite, and I mean favorite ones, to haul out whenever people would go ahead and talk about how wonderful the Bible was. And for anybody who follows Christianity— and the Bible. I'm sorry, but there's pornography in there, whether you like it or not. And there's what, in a, the Bible. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking for one very specific line as soon as I can find it, because so, I keep forgetting which one it is. Ezekiel 12. Oh, geez. 12, 22. I forget. Was it 12? Are you talking about the masturbation line? No. No, 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 no. Don't lead the bit. Don't lead the bit. (laughs) Funny I should put it that way. Um, Uh, That depends uh, who's who's wearing the saddle. Shh. Don't do that. that. (laughs) Lead the bit, saddle. Mm -hmm. Knee slapper. Uh, It's not the knee. Where the hell is the damn thing? Oh, I'll find it. Pretty sure it's 1222. There it is. 2320. 2320, sorry. Found it. From reading from the book of Ezekiel, 2320, and I quote from the international, the new international version. There she lusted after her lovers, whose genitals were like those of donkeys and whose emissions was like that of horses. Fire hose in today's standards. For those of you that are keeping score, no, this has nothing to do with furries. Screw y'all. <laughs> but she loved to haul that one out every goddamn chance that she could, and it never got old. It's it just never got old because the absolute rip of people clutching their pearl necklaces and just, no, that's not right. You're making that. Oh, crap. I lo- she was the one she, uh, uh, she was the one I learned that that line from in particular. I, I never knew about this line. Wow. If I had well, known this her, line was still available, was, man, I, that I, was her. I, yeah. That was our absolute favorite. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's still it's it's still mine. I don't always remember it. I don't always have to refer back to it, but oh my god, I love this line. You know, um yeah. there was something else, you know. She even introduced me to um music. Um, there's a guy named Leo who's over in Norway. He has a music, st- he has a recording studio called, Fr- he calls Frog Leap Studios. Um, Leo nowadays might know who he is. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, because he has gained such popularity. Um, he's even torn, toured just doing cover songs, you know, because, uh, he originally started doing that, just advertising the capability of his recording studio. And, you know, she introduced me to that. If it hadn't been for her, I would have missed out on just an amazing musician. It doesn't matter that he didn't write the music. He can sing. He can play multiple instruments. He's got friends that are musicians. Um, he has his daughter in some of his music videos. He's pretty some damn good at what he does. Videos, some of his music videos, the music's pretty good. But the video is entertaining as heck. <laughs> He's got puppets, toy instruments, uh, does makeup, does a got, whole bunch of things. I mean, he's, it was, got, a, it was, he's got a yeah, he's freaky ass rabbit suit. <laughs> he, he, well, that, it, that was for the song. But what I mean is, is that he's a very good entertainer. Yeah. And uh, I still listen to this stuff. I, I, I subscribe to him. So, uh, you know, Heretic Woman, I, uh, Heretic Woman wasn't always just business. You know, she was uh, happy, too. You know, she and I, we both gushed Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, God. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Weird Al. If she and I were ever in the <laughs> same room with him at the same time, he'd get it from both ends. Figuratively that, speaking. That didn't sound right, but I'm not taking it back. And, and I, I don't think that you got to. Yeah. Completely, completely understandable. But yeah, Man, I mean, she was a. You know, you awesome. know who would, you know who would really have, uh, wonderful things to say, and would probably, I say probably, might have video of her in her element, acting Dave as a bullhorn. Uh, you know what? He might. Or um, Arlo. I don't know if Arlo does. Arlo might. But I wouldn't Arlo, go pestering him for it. Yeah. I, Arlo, I wouldn't pester him. No. Uh, Arlo might. Uh, Dave might. Dave, Dave, Dave is, a, is a bigger might. But I'm fairly certain either Ms. Ashley or Susie have video of her. Because they been they had been together at a couple of different skeptical conferences, and they shouted down some protesters at something or other, and Lord help you, if she found her sights trained on you, because sure as shit she wasn't gonna help you. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm trying to wait a minute. I'm trying to remember. Did she did she get her driver's license with her? I think she I think she did. I I think that she had uh, the little uh, uh, the little headband uh, hairband with the, the miniature colander on it for her driver's license. I 
think, I don't remember, I think she was able to get away with that. I think. Minimally, I'm, I'm like a hundred percent sure that she would have tried to do it. Did Beth ever go with uh, Heretic Woman any place? Probably. Because I know they did Beyond the Trailer Park together. Yeah. I don't. I Beth d- might have video. I do not know. It'd be fun <clears throat> to find out. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to find out. It, she she got in, in, without saying it without disrespect. Heretic woman got around. Yeah, and th- there's there's nothing wrong with it. And she probably make a crass joke about it too. She was the crass joke when all said and done about <laughs> it. Who are we kidding? Yeah, yeah. Her water bottle made some rounds too, didn't it? If memory serves, um, Bridget's got at least one of them. Mm. I'm pretty sure she threatened to show it on camera one time, so, you know, I don't particularly need or want one. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. For anybody that's wondering about those, uh, they were uh, uniquely shaped. Yes. She had a... um, Three. She had three water... She had several, but she had a water bottle. Uh, the, the pink one was the famous one. Mm-hmm. That was in the shape of a male phallus. Th- they all were. Yes. She had three of them. All I, I'm, just talking about the, I'm just talking about the pink one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she used to drink a lot of water out of Because, you know, you need to hydrate. And she would do it and on camera plants every love, once in a while. Plants love crave electrolytes. Not. Um, um, no. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not. I know I'm we're we're going, we're so no, close to becoming like that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what. You know what, mother? You know what? I wonder what she would be like now. Uh, F- after on fire. F- after the last fire with Air- yeah with Trump. Yeah. yeah, she would have been absolute. Global warming would have seen nothing on her. Anger from from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Inside Out, the movie Inside Out. Anger. Uh, j- j- who the hell? Who the hell did that it? Guy, that 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 no. <laughs> Jack Black is. Am, am I thinking of the right guy? No, not Jack Black. No. No. Um. Oh God. We know. We know who the hell it is. Uh, we'll find it. We'll find it. That fire out the top of the head thing? Oh my god, totally. She would totally have been absolutely vicious every damn day and night. No two ways about it. Hey guys, I'm going to be right back. Um, okay. But it's that yeah. time. No worries. Yeah, um. Oh my god, Inside Out came out in 2015? God, I'm old. All right, so you were close. Um, Lewis Black, of, there it is. Lu- yes, Lewis Black. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, Lewis, Lewis Black is awesome. Uh, honestly, uh, if we ever create artificial intelligence, but we have to map it after somebody's personality, <laughs> I hope we map it after Lewis Black. 
It's like, if I have to get destroyed by the singularity, it better have the personality of Lewis Black, because at least I'll go in style. Yeah, there is that. Uh, Stephanie's pointed out she had a diff- uh, She had a whole collection of those water bottles in all the colors they <sighs> did. I only remember three in particular. I don't know if that was all that they had. I don't know if that was all that she had. I just specifically remember that there were yeah. three. That's- well, it's funny is if you go on Amazon now and you just do a search for, you know, <laughs> dick shaped water bottle. Yep. Uh, it's just. The list goes on and on and on. Oh, please, please, please tell me that there is not one in Paisley. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, they make hooter heaters. Little tiny hats for women. Well, never mind. You get it. I don't, and I don't want to. Mm. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's really funny the suggested items that come up when I do a search like that. Yeah, it's fair enough. Mo- most of it is um, for like uh, bachelorette uh, parties and such. Oh, of course. Like the for example, the alcohol shotgun. Lower your favorite alcohol into it. Point it in your mouth. Pull the trigger, and it, you get a shot of that alcohol. Yeah, that's not a choking hazard. You dumb sh. Whatever. Yeah, no, just no. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, no. Um, what am I? What What else was it? I was thinking about for her. Uh, she. I wonder what happened if I went on to a military base with that. Uh. I don't know either, but I'm half tempted to get one now. There's a line from Babylon 5. He is behind me. No. You are in front of me. No. no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking of it. I know it's not the right line, but that was going through my head again. That That's your fault, by the way. Mm. From, from that other day. There's a scene from Babylon 5 that was supposed to have been set 40 or 50 years into the future. And the talking heads on a on a um news commentary show or ex- exulting the the anti-virtues of John Sheridan and everything that he set into motion and all the crap that they're talking about him and how Delenn was nobody had seen or heard from so she probably does doesn't exist never existed the whole thing and all of a sudden she shows up First off, the idea that somebody could just show up in a studio, uh, no, it doesn't work that way, but leave that aside a second. She's old, she's withered, she's walking with a big walking stick. It it, it is effectively a, a wizard staff, for lack of a better way of thinking about it. And she ends up saying in, in, in this, you know, kind of scratchy voice. John Sheridan was a good man. And turns to walk away. And the people in, on the panel are just like, you came all this way just to say that? And she turns back around and she says, 
you came shorter and had less to say and walked out. Heretic woman was a good person. She was a good person. Scathing at times? Absolutely. Acerbic? You bet your ass. But she would go to the mat for any and everyone if they were in the right. And God damn you if you were on the wrong side of her. Because you would know it, and then you would find out just how wrong you were. Because if she came at you, you know full well she was ready, all boards ready to go, the match is lit, the fuse is ready. And she will throw you overboard just to watch you burn. But with love. I know, throwing somebody overboard into the water just to watch them burn, that doesn't exactly work right. I know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm thinking of it in terms of, you know, oil on the water, on fire, you know, pirate ship, because, I mean, she... Where's mine? Where's mine? I got mine. It's 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 never far away. It's always here. See, I got, <laughs> I got mine. What am I gonna do? Yes, I have my colander. She had a little. Uh, uh, she. Do you remember the uh, the little headband that she had with the little teeny tiny like three inch colander stuck onto the side of it? Mm-hmm. I love that. That was adorable. <laughs> that was creative. It was. It was. It was great. It was great. And um, over on this side of the border, there are a number of localities where if you say that your, your um, flying spaghetti monster hat is part of your sincerely held religious beliefs and you would like to take your ID picture with it, there will be some question as to, oh, do we really have to do that? I mean, we really... Okay, I guess we have to do it. Don't smile for the camera. Click. Thanks. That was actually the biggest problem. The first few people that actually won those cases... When I get up, when I got up to take their picture, they kept smiling. Yeah. See, that's the funny part. You know, they want to take my picture and it's got to be non-smiling. But, you know, when I get pulled over, the first thing I do is I smile to demonstrate that. <laughs> guess what? I don't plan on being a dick. <laughs> If Usually only. works. And if the officer's wrong, well, I'll take it up in court. But that guy has probably a gun, probably a taser, probably some mace, and a big stick. Not that kind. I really don't want to get beat over the head, or dragged out of my car, or, or any other thing. I'm going to do what I can. <laughs> That's fair. Granted... Even uh, there are some people that, you know, even though they do all that, it still doesn't end well for them. And I know that it, in that respect, I am privileged. And it's something that, you know, 
I, it's a chat I had to have uh, my son. And I he he's having a hard time understanding that there are kids who end up getting told that at some point in your life you're going to get pulled over by a cop and you're going to do everything right. You're not going to have done anything wrong. It won't matter, and you might be shot to death. Let's hope that we don't have to ever worry about that. It'd be nice if nobody had to worry about that. And that was the well, thing. Well, that's, that's you know, kind of where Heretic Woman wasn't about, oh, we just need to worry about this one person over here, this other person over here, or this one group over here. She worried about them all. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just one thing. She was a good humanist. Yeah. And she semi-adopted, um, oh crap, I forgot what her name was, uh, uh, her, her semi-adopted daughter, uh, Mort, 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 Morticia? No, that was her name. Oh God, I forgot her name. Dude, that's a story of my life of forgetting names. <sighs> it's going to be one of those nights. Joe, are you sleeping? Joseph? Yes, hello. Okay. Hi. Sorry, it almost sounded like you were sleeping. I was oh, like, no. wait a minute, that's supposed to be my job. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But only when we have a guest on the show. I don't I don't have a beard to snore into. <laughs> oh my god, I just found a coffee mug that says, ask me about my micro penis. <laughs> yes, I'm still looking through the water jug the water bottle list. <laughs> Are we talking about the kind of thing that needs to have a sign on it that says choking hazard because they only put that on little things? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that'd be funny if they put that on a cup. God, where the hell is who? Mm, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to find her because I I'm I'm pissed off now. This is going to piss me off. I don't, I can't, you know what? Is what it is, I suppose. All right. Figure it out another time. Anyway. So, yeah, by the way, over there in the, uh, over there in the chat. Yeah. You guys can take a look at the, the Bible verse for yourselves and, and you can have fun with that one. What did we learn? from her god what didn't we learn from her we learned how we could actually be an absolute tool to these people who want to be holier than thou protesters and why what's the justification for us for being absolute tools to them because they started it Fight yeah, fire we with fire. Her, her timing was her her passing was untimely because um over several years we were kind of working on techniques with um dealing with um believers, you know, our countering proselytization and things like that. 
<clears throat> and um, we were kind of a cool team because I would, you know, I'm not really a public person, but uh, we would come up with ideas and uh, she wouldn't hesitate to try them. Oh, she was and, freaking fearless. Yeah, like, um, and I wasn't even able to see the results because um, she was part of groups that, uh, you know, I just didn't want to join up <laughs> with because it was just too um, toxic for me. Okay. Well, let's just say I, I just, uh, you know, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but... Uh, and one of the things we came up with was um, just adding the word uh, concept to God. And, you know, if somebody asks you, do you believe in God? You know, you would kind of answer, no, I don't believe in God concepts. And that just, that apparently got some phenomenal results. Just taking the winds, out, just taking the wind out of the sails like from the get-go you know i don't remember that one in particular but i really like that that yeah that really uh, takes wow because just that one word shifts the the overall timbre from answering the i may be using this wrong but and and, and forgive me if i am and, and by all means, correct me to, to straighten me out. It, 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 to me, it feels like it shifts the meta from I accept God, quote unquote, uh, as a thing that I should agree with or disagree with into I do not believe the concept of this creation of of this character that you're describing to begin it's a with. human it's a human creation because with the the thing that the question do you believe in god it's um it's loaded as hell because yeah. i mean it's it's like a passive aggressive uh, understated um question do you believe in this thing that exists you know like it's yeah, it it's has presented as though it's an actual thing. Yeah, but the presumption that it's a real thing in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, and wow. just adding the word concept to it just changes the entire that. timbre. Yeah. Wow. I'm. I'm. Thank you for giving me either a reminder of that or bringing it to my attention. I don't remember if this was something that she ever talked about on the show. Or I'd just forgotten about it, which is entirely possible <clears throat> knowing me, but wow, what, it, a, what a difference. It, it, but it, it's also useful in um, not only does it reduce uh, the, the proposition to, um, you know, the, um, uh, the concept that it is, but it also bridges across the religions because it, it reduces the... Uh, the, the proposition of uh, an overseer, a, a magical overseer watcher to, it, it, it brings them all down to the same level. I mean, whether it be Islam or Christianity or whatever, um, it's basically, it's just, uh, it's humans proposing to other humans that uh, 
while they represent uh, this uh, magical, mysterious um, decider, provider, you know. And that also leads into the next step is that, uh, well, basically this God concept, it's always funny how it's saying exactly the same thing that uh, the person who presented it wants. Its its desires always match the, the presenter's desires, which is basically to tell you what you should or shouldn't do in life. Excuse me. Yeah. And wow, you know, the, the her going ahead and reminding us, wow, it's amazing how often your guide agrees with what shitty information you believe in and and what prejudices prejudices pre, prejudices prejudices am i saying it right or am i just can't talk you know what whatever that what bad things that you've got to think about people Yeah, it's it's a case of um, it, it's th these people. It's the God is not the God of the Bible for them. It's a God of my perception of what this God should be is it aligns with everything that I am and I believe and think, and <clears throat> therefore, if you reject God. You know, and this is unconsciously in some cases, you're rejecting me. So when you get somebody who asks you the loaded question, do you believe in a god? Do you believe in my god? And you go, no, I don't. They get real defensive, real upset. And that's because you're not just rejecting their concept of god. You're rejecting their concept of who they are because they have aligned, you know, man-made god, period. Any conversation. Well, it comes back to so this. far, I should say, of, of of all the ones that people have tried to convince me exist, those, in my opinion, are man-made creations. Is there a God? I don't know, but nobody has yet to present evidence, any kind, that is convincing to change but, my mind. When it when it comes down to if you follow the rabbit hole all the way down, anybody who's making um. And this again comes to my survive by imitation proposition. But uh, when anybody's describing, uh, trying to convince you to um, obey their God, um, what they're actually doing is uh, trying to get you to obey them or imitate them. Yeah. They're trying to get you to forego your. Um, your their their yeah suspension of uh, disbelief, uh, or in other words, um, they're trying to get you to forego your um, independent thought and just let go and obey them and let them decide everything for you. Let it go, let it go. Um, but it's not me. It's uh, it's this imaginary guy who's um, or powerful, you know. Because because just 
them trying to get you to con to obey them. I guess that argument's not convincing enough. So they need a bigger, more powerful, more convincing magic thing. Yeah, and that's what campaigners did with uh, Young Life. It took the kids who believed, it had them in the campaigner's gu guide, it had you re go, th it had you look back through your life where everything went right, okay? And you had to reassociate everything that went right in your life with God. Then you had to look at everything that went wrong and uh, uh, find out what you did wrong that offended God because you obviously did something that God told you not to do that made it happen. And then as a campaigner, you lead the other kids into doing the same thing. Well, they can ask you to do the same thing for all the good stuff. And basically, and if you look at, yeah, if it's if all you good, lump it's all this together, it's all God. Every, everything good is thanks to um, whoever decides everything for them. And whatever's bad is, oh, it's somebody else. It's this other guy. It's your fault. It's, uh, uh, it's quite childish, actually. And inevitably, the God and concept always almost always, I should say, turns out to simply be somebody's brain ego. And it's also irresponsible because, you know, um, if you take responsibility for your own life, you know, and those dear for you, uh, to you, you know, you have to take the good with the bad. You have to assume the responsibility of what goes wrong and what goes right and examine what you did wrong and, you know, come up with demonstrable real world answers, uh, solutions to the problem instead of just, um, you know, uh, shuffling off the responsibility to some imaginary sky daddy. And eventually it all comes down to what are you going to do to make things better for as many people as possible? And if it basically comes down to daydreaming, that's nice. You keep doing that because if, if that's the case, you, you keep doing that. That'll keep your DNA out of the gene pool and, and we'll just keep working over here. Thank you very much. Yeah, but there's, they have such a majority of the population for the time being that um, <clears throat> if that were the case, um, you know, in our society uh, where the dangers of nature are quite far away, mm. um, people can survive perfectly well with no critical thought skills whatsoever or any personal responsibilities. And they're brought up that if you follow rule A, B, and C, then you're going to get reward D. And that's perfectly fine, and that works. And well, if some some of those uh, people uh, they follow that pattern, and um, you know they lose out, well, collateral damage because the majority there's so many of them that, uh, and and those who succeed are the only ones who stick around to tell their stories, because I mean, you know, once you get your Darwin reward, you're not around to uh, 
be witness to that. The Texas sharpshooter, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. I miss her. Yep. Anybody that knew her and didn't pick fights with her, I could say would most likely miss her. For any number of reasons. Not the same as us, guaranteed. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, I... I try to remind myself, physician heal thyself, I, I, I try to remind people every once in a while that we should be very thankful that we have experienced time with people when we're sad that they are no longer going to be with us, because that means that they had value to us and we recognized that value cannot go on any further. It means that they, they influenced us and and she's one of those people that I would not have been able to do this show without. It really would not have worked out correctly otherwise. It just would not have. Pain in the ass that she was. But a good pain in the ass. Uh, Felix is saying, uh, I didn't know her, but from the show, but I do miss her as well. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got, uh, we got something on top of that together, don't we? There is a thing behind the scenes, uh, as far as that's concerned, and no, we're not going to go into it. And if you don't know, it's perfectly understandable. Don't, don't, don't sweat it. I think this is going to be one of those nights. Uh, I'm going to end up uh, rolling us up pretty, uh, uh, pretty quickly. Um, I don't. I don't know that I've got anything else myself specifically to say uh, about the topic uh, about her and, and, and such. So, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you guys have still got left over, you know, just spew it out at this point. I, I got no problem whatsoever just sitting back now. Yeah. I don't know what more to add to that. Um, Yeah, I'm still getting over it. Everybody, everybody mourns differently. Um, like when somebody that's close to me dies, I relive happy memories with other people around me who knew that person. Now, in my family, um, my close family and my close friends, that's not an issue. But when extended family gets together, uh, they don't like me because I'm not 
all sad and weepy-eyed and crying about how I'll never see them again and all that. And I just don't do that. That's just not me. Yeah, me neither. Um, and when I was working at another job that I had, I was just trying to make some extra cash. A, a young lady fell asleep behind the wheel, car drift in oncoming traffic, died. One of the guys I worked with was just like me. You know, he didn't like to get weepy-eyed. He didn't like to mope around, get sad things about that. He'd like to live the happy memories. And he and I got a stern warning. I'm using nice words here. Okay. From a, uh, lack of a better word, an idiot manager about how we weren't being um, sensitive enough to other people's feelings. And what it was was is that two other people who knew her were of the type that, you know, they were just upset that she was gone. Uh, they cried a lot. They, uh, that's how they, they mourned it. But they were taking to offense to, uh, to him and I talking happily about her and previous conversations and experiences and things that happened. And uh, we were doing it wrong and we were being offensive funny i i speaking of these two people that i know uh they would be the kind that would, would have voted for trump so yeah uh sensitive that motherfucker anyway um yeah who's a snowflake now princess uh but yeah i mean it, it just it it never seems to boggle me that you know people look i'm different i'm not you okay i can't do what you do. I have to do what I need to do. Okay? And if you can't understand it, I can't make you understand. Well, look who yeah. popped in. <clears throat> yeah. It's Santa Claus! It's Santa Claus. Yeah, I'm so sorry I set an alarm. Let's go crash and I just woke up. Hey, you're perfect. You can get the last ten minutes of the whole show all to yourself. No. We yeah. got a script for you and everything. Yeah, so for the last few minutes, Bridget, hi. Hi. We've we've covered Do you feel better? Yeah, we we've we've covered uh most of the things that uh, that we can think of, you know, all the way from uh screaming and yelling at protesters in counter protest to uh invoking the great god Dave motherfucking Foda and uh Ezekiel. So um you you get to wake up and basically say, you know what I remember the most about Heretic Woman? Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, meeting her and Dave motherfucking Fada at Racing Con. And uh, a bunch of their friends had, had uh, we were broke at the time, a bunch of her friends had thrown money at me to make sure I got there. It was really, it was awesome. And, uh, when I went to go see Arno and Sammy a couple of years ago, they bequeathed to me the blue uh, water bottle that came from Pride, and this, we talked about that. Uh, yeah, and the and a T-shirt that said, uh, "You know, please be sure to neuter your tribbles." 
We didn't talk about that. <laughs> What's the t-shirt? Didn't even remember about that. Yeah. I don't know what it was about her. Well, I guess because she was so special. But, you know, when I actually met her at Reason Con and found out she was probably about an inch shorter than I am. Um, I mean, it was just amazing. And uh funniest story that I have from there is she and I are in the photo's room talking for hours until the sun came up. And it was, you know, first night that I met her, we were talking about Rush and hockey and Tchaikovsky and, you know, death metal and all this other stuff and, and photos in the corner on his phone <laughs> and uh, tweeted something about having two hot chicks in his hotel room. And uh, he's over there on his phone because, you know, we're talking about Tchaikovsky and Rush and all this other stuff that he really didn't care about. I can't remember the tweet, but it was funny. Worst Canadian ever. Um, didn't like hockey. Didn't like poutine. Didn't like snow. Didn't like rush. I'm like, well, she was basically female heat miser. So I mean, yes, fair. that's fair. That's you fair. know, short, round, red hair, kind of the, exactly the way that you know she would basically say, "Okay, fine, you got me." That's fair. Yeah. But she was good people, wasn't she? Oh, she was. And I miss her so much. And uh, she's one of the first people that I see every morning when I wake up. Got a, a picture of her on my uh, dresser mirror with the colander on her head. That little headband. See? <laughs> we talked about. Okay. Now, do you remember, did she get her driver's license with that damn thing? I don't believe she did. I'm not Damn. sure. I could ask Greg Siska. He would probably know. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know, but that's like, yeah, you know, the first picture that I see when I wake up right next to my dad. And yeah. <laughs> that's fair. You know, I said earlier that, uh, you know, this. This show would not have worked without her. Mm -mm. Well, she's why I'm here. You, Joseph. Um, let's see. I I I pulled uh, Joey and Dallin because you know the Friday Night Show. Uh, I I got uh, I got Tech because he needed to sign his. Prison release forms. Uh, you know, it's. We've been exceedingly lucky that, uh, that, that we got the chance to spend part of this existence with her, you know? Yeah. We only got a couple of uh, uh, we've only got a couple more minutes until the top of the hour. So yeah, since um, you know, since uh, since you came in late, like I said, you know, I'm I've been kind of feeding you a couple of pieces over here, hoping that you know you'd wake up enough that you'd start rolling the rest of the way down. So I forgot to scroll down. See, I'm not even awake yet. I just 
Like I said, I just rolled out of bed and I don't know what happened. I'm gonna have to check that out later. Because I, I set my alarm for 10.30 my time and it didn't go off. That's just the way that... Oh yeah, Stephanie's by the way saying, uh, hey Bridget, I overslept too, hon. Yeah, you you were fashionably late. Bridget is just a, a no-call no-show. She, she's just a no-call no-show now. That, that's that's what I it know. is. I know. See, the worst My part apologies. about it is that she's so tired now that when we get done over here and she finally says, okay, I'm going to go sleep now at night, she's going to be tossing and turning for the next two hours trying to get to sleep. And it's not You're happen. not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> so you'll get your revenge. Fine. No, my revenge is you didn't get to help out with the horrible scopes because let me tell you, that would have been fun. Oh. Oh. You've got a bookmark. You can you can you can take a look at it when uh when we get done because it was it was worth it. Is is there really any any last anything that uh, that you want to say about her reminding you that we're allowed to talk shit about her because, you know, she hasn't complained yet. And she's welcome at any time to go ahead and haunt me. She wants, um, she wants um, to watch me masturbate at two in the morning. You know what? Fun. Go right ahead. Try that out. I, uh, some of the best times that I had, you know, even, you know, even though everything is, is virtual and I only got to see her, you know, that one time and all that. But uh, some of the best times that I had, were uh, actually late at night on Facebook, like if I had insomnia and couldn't sleep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if she and Photo were up, then we'd be, you know, insulting each other on Facebook and throwing up memes and having, you know, memoirs. And it was fun. You know, I mean, it's, it's just little things like that that I'll remember, like, you know, throwing up the Jolly Roger Canadian flag and... <laughs> You know, it was the, you know, the, the Canadian flag and instead of having a, a maple leaf in it, it had like a skull and crossbones on it. I'm not specifically remembering that. I'll have to find that one for you uh, later. But it was hilarious. And, uh, you know, so she and Fauna and I would get into it and just like have these memoirs late at night when we couldn't sleep. She was a night owl anyway, but. I'm generally not. And then stealing some of the memes that she had, like the, you know, infamous Canadian middle finger. And it's like a little mitt sticking up out of the snow. And it says, sorry. <laughs> I think I might've found it. Is, is, is this the one? Uh, let me see. Yes, that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> I found it. All right, I'll, I'll I'll make sure that's in the in the in the show notes. Yes, I know, but I just did the easy. Arr. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. They just between her and Fida, they just had such a wicked sense of humor, True and that. it was just a lot of fun. We were, by the way, we were trying to figure out earlier. Uh, if there are any video of her 
counter-protesting against the protesters because they fucking started it. And we were trying to think about who might have, uh, who might have video of her, you know, Dave motherfucking photo came up, uh, Arno kind of came up as yeah. possibles. But I, I said, if anybody's got them, it's going to be Susie and Ms. Ashley. I'm wondering uh, off the top of your head, do you know that anybody's got video of her? You know, I don't know. I, re I really don't know. Those would be the people that I would think of too, if anybody did. You know, I'll, I'll hunt and I'll, I'll hunt them down. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll ask. I'm still upset that the one that that we took at ReasonCon didn't come out. That one was, was going to be hilarious. Uh, we were playing ghosts, you know, like these uh, psychics in a cemetery. Oh, and right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Dave Foda showed up, you know, dressed as, as Jesus with the, I don't know, if he had a lightsaber or what, I don't remember, but the video didn't come out, and we didn't even know he was hiding in there. But, man, I wanted video of that so badly, it just didn't come out. That kind of sucks. I will, uh, I'll put the word out and uh, I will, I will see if there is a video of her out there somewhere. Cause it seems only fair that we go ahead and do that. Uh, item last, by the way, uh, for you, Bridget, because we brought it up and you're going to have probably one of the, one of the best laughs, uh, talking about it really quickly. I mentioned how she had, a minimum of three dozen tabs open on Chrome at any one time. And it was only one out of usually three or four browsers open simultaneously. But I think what's probably going to get the, the best laugh out of you was as, as Joseph mentioned, how many times men, especially married men married muslim men would just fawn all over her and beg her attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there was one one time that uh you know, said that she needed to come over and live with him or something like that and um you know, it would only cost I forget what the figure was, like $2,300 for a plane ticket or something ludicrous like that. And she was like, for, you know, one, you're not my type. I'm not interested in two. I could go spend a few dollars on some batteries and get more satisfaction out of that. And I was like, that sounds vaguely familiar. And even if it wasn't familiar, that sounds exactly her style. I and can't if, remember and if I'm verbatim, not, but I was like, oh my God, that hurt. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that I would have gone ahead and made some kind of mention to, so what, double A, triple A, big D, because of course D size battery at that point. Yeah. Because, you know, the battery type, but she was implying she had toys that she could repair for cheaper than 
and that would do a lot better job. Yeah, folks, that was a dick joke. Just so that everybody understands where we're going on that one. That yeah, was a dick joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get You're it. Welcome. <laughs> I exaggeration for the sake of emphasis. Leave me alone. You missed out on the whole night. You don't get to go ahead and I tell me and, and give me sass, young lady. I did, and I'm sad that Alan isn't here, because one of the, well, I can't even repeat it, never mind. All right. It was was one of those things that happened after show. (laughs) All right. All right, we'll we'll figure it out. During the last thing for uh, anything last over? That uh, that we need to hit before I go ahead and close this out. Mm, no, just you know, obligatory fuck you to Marjorie three names, Trader Green this week for being a dumbass and saying that you know six hundred thousand people die from cancer every year and we don't close the schools over that. Well, and I'm like, if it was airborne, we would. You, you know what? If we, if it was airborne, but they'd still call it fake news because they're. Yeah. Oh, that's out of the way. I'm done. <laughs> okay. I'll leave with this really quickly. I've talked on many an occasion about how I think of life as quote unquote, the tapestry of life. It's metaphorical. It's got its settings in mythology. And I know that it's just, you know, a a way of explaining something. The idea is that every person is a skein in the tapestry that is life. And as with all of the skeins in a tapestry, the skeins can't see what the tapestry looks like from inside it it simply is the way that it is because that's the way that it is and every life holds every other life even if just briefly just crossing paths so we all have our own way we we weasel our way through the tapestry coloring it texturing it however it is that we do because we exist in it and like i said i know that it's just metaphor for life but every skein supports every other and eventually at some point you don't have the ones that supported you i for one am proud that i was lucky enough to have that support and that drive early on with all this I've learned a lot. Thank you, you tiny redheaded bitch. And before anybody gives me any kind of grief whatsoever, I'm pretty sure everybody on this panel right now would go ahead and agree with me. She would be laughing and she would simply answer, you know what? Fuck you too, you bastard. Well, I was muted and laughing, so, you know. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. 
you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. And and the thing is, is I think you actually underplayed it because she probably has something even wittier to say to you that would just make you go, oh, uh, damn. <laughs> she might have even called you a, a, a rat bastard. Well, the, you see, the funny part of it is uh, I, I would counter that with I am a retroactive bastard. Thank you very kindly. And for anybody that goes ahead and says, well, presumptuous much, I actually am. So fuck y'all. And if you want me to explain it, you're going to have to actually ask me to. We need to go. Thank you, everybody, for being with us tonight. This has been uh, this has been fun. I'm I'm sorry that I couldn't have one of those Dean Martin celebrity of the hour signs back behind me, but you know what? Uh, we don't have a budget, so screw y'all. We hope that you had yourself a fun time with us and you got something worthwhile to think about for the week ahead. Guys, thanks for being with us. Uh, Bridget, since you were the last one in and you decided that you were going to go ahead and screw around with the way that everything um, closes with mm-hmm. putting putting your FU oh, out there? Really? Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, Madison Hawthorne. Oh my god. His, oh my he, god, Becky. Hit, well, his his arguments before, you know, it, it on the is it the Senate floor, no, the House floor, when he was comparing uh you know abortion to ripping Polaroids away from somebody's hands while the picture was developing and uh, referred to us women as earthen vessels. Oh, you. Them. Oh, Handmaid's Tale is that shit. Fuck you, buddy. Aren't you not some fucking earthen vessel? And neither are 51% of the population. Thank you very much. It's a good way of putting it. Joseph, you have a good morning. Enjoy the, well, hopefully enjoy the rest of the weekend. And uh, you take care of yourself, huh? Yeah. I'll, well, tomorrow I'm off to the Canadian embassy for passport renewal. But, uh, yeah, once every 10 years. I'm glad you clarified that because I was wondering if they got the charges dropped yet. <laughs> don't joke like that. International shit. Don't joke like that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was talking I about have... his credit card. Huh? Dun-dun-dun-ch. What? Yeah, exactly. Tech. It wasn't my card. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. I'm not laughing. Not you, him. He's laughing. You know what? If only only you knew my credit situation. Fair enough. Glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself, huh? Good luck. Yeah, you you too, all you guys. Tech, what could I possibly say to you that Heretic Woman wouldn't have already said to me? Thanks, I guess. Uh, you're, you're, you're a nice and inspirational person. No, she would have said that. <laughs> she would have also said you're an asshole, but I mean, that's kind of 
par for the course. She's not. She wouldn't be wrong. She either. wouldn't be wrong. I I can be an asshole. She wouldn't be wrong. I try not to be a dick. Assholes easier going. Fair. You take care of yourself, man. You stay safe. Uh, too safe, and then it gets boring. <sighs> Just remember. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. But three, three lefts right, do. Three rights make a left. Appreciate that. <laughs> Over in the live chat, guys, thank you. Felis, Stephanie, and Chris, I don't know if you're still there, but uh, even if even if you aren't, I'm just glad to have you. You take care of yourselves. Thanks for being with us. So long, farewell, avidas, and goodbye. Dosvidanya. I don't speak Greek, so you know whatever. No, Dosvidanya was uh, Russian. It's all Greek to me. I don't care. <laughs> really, really, dude, Piscataway, New Jersey. You didn't see that one coming, really. <laughs> As always, if you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, including the audio version download for your RSS feed for the podcast itself. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, phone number over there is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Thank you for being with us. I did warn you it was going to be a little blue tonight. I think we qualified. Still. Just remember, we're here. We're going to keep being here. And if you need somebody because, well, you've got one of these losses too, just pop over into the Discord channel. Just send out a general at here and let us know that you need somebody to talk to or to listen. We'll be here for you. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady... A decade and a half plus. I'm still in love. <sniffs> Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream with me. Till the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.